Wow. Wow. Um, welcome to <laughs> hey, man. a new episode of the No Words Bar podcast. Um, wow. What a wow. Wow. I've, I'm eating crow right now. Hey, um, I, I, hey man, I, I told you so, dog. Like, you said it, it months ago. Come hell or high water. Like, that shit was going to pop off. We didn't know when. We didn't know how. But it happened. And, you know, it was crazy that, you know, that all talk of Punk going to WWE died down. It did. It just, it caught us by surprise still. Even when it felt like we knew what was going to happen, it was still a shock. And it was awesome. Man, um, and we'll and we'll dive in more detail about it. But the, my initial reaction, um, at, you know, watching it and it was ending. I I I really it, it was in credit to uh, a good friend of my man, uh, uh, my man, Mister Glover. Man, uh, he's he, he uh, earlier on Saturday that morning he had hit me up. And sent me a message on Instagram about Cult of Personality song being like the remastered version being posted on on Spotify. And he had saw that the, the date that it was released was, you know, Saturday. And now I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, you know, I'm like, all right, stop, enough. Because we've been hearing about this, you know, for the longest, right? You know, about will he, won't he, and all yeah. this other stuff. And mm-hmm. I, I got to the point, you know, it was like, I, I just got tired of hearing about it. And plus, I really, I dead dead ass thought that this was not going to happen, um, you know, leading up to it. Um, but then, man, watching that, which was a great match, um, by the way, and uh, that the hell, not hell, oh my god, War Games match, was, yeah, War um, Games. and like it, it, we see the little the little thing at the bottom there says like you know they're in the you know stay stay tuned whatever for the press conference. Mm-hmm. But man, when that when that music hit the beginning of punk, uh, I mean, I was just you talk about jaw dropping to the ground. Like, I mean, it was legit. My my jaw was on the ground. I my mouth was I, I just was in complete and utter shock that, that I was watching. Um, it was weird at the same time because like, man, part of me was like, this is awesome, man. This this is a. You talk about a restorative feeling. Like this is a restorative feeling moment right here, and it was just, it was just surreal. I was, I was shocked that they actually did it, man. I'm shocked. I was just shocked, you know, simply. So, uh, but like I said, we'll talk about about, about that later on. But bro, man, I, I, uh, I try to keep my volume intact, man. When it happened, you know, because you know, my wife was, she was with me while I was watching the show. She wasn't necessarily watching it. And but when I went crazy, man, she was like, "What? What's going on? <laughs> like, what, what's happening?" And she looked at the TV. It's like, "What's going on?" I was like, "Keep back." <laughs> He's like, "Ooh." <laughs> yeah, 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 man. Yeah, it it, it it caused such an incredible reaction on social media that it was like that for folks, you know, because everybody found out. But they were like, "What the what the hell is going on?" But they were happy for wrestling fans. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. But like I said, we're gonna we're gonna touch on all the stuff that happened on Survivor Series, all the matches, and you know more on the the, the CM Punk stuff, man. But uh, but also there's there's been some important sports stuff going on, man. Uh, a lot of stuff. Uh, the, the the end season tournament in the NBA, like we're 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 inching closer we're, we're, we're to in the where, where we're at. We're right where we at now. Where we at the 
the eight teams now that that's yeah that's been... the, the, the elite the elite eight the, uh, oh, as Woj would say <laughs> but yeah it's the quarterfinal rounds they're starting on um Monday and Tuesday I believe it's on the fourth and the fifth mm-hmm. don't remember exactly which dates the games are going to be playing <laughs> I mean the dates but which teams are playing on those days uh, but, I um, got the schedule in front of me oh you, you got it All right, cool. yes yes sir yes sir man. Um, but, you know, got two games on Monday, which is mm-hmm. the Kings and Pelicans and Celtics and Pacers. And then, um, the games on Tuesday are the, the big Lakers boy and Suns and the Bucks and Knicks, man. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, but th- that's a, that's a really good mix of, um, teams here. They're, yes. Uh, really, you got, you still have your stars. Yeah. They're are packed up. You know, it's still pretty top heavy. You got Braun, mm-hmm. Giannis, AD, you know, KD, the legends, there are there, you know, book getting the show out. You know, you have those championship contenders in the Celtics, the Bucks, and the Suns are on there as well. You also have some rising stars in there, young stars, you know, Tyrese Halliburton coming around, who has just been spectacular throughout this tournament. Uh, you know, Sign Williamson in the New Orleans Pelicans yeah. being able to uh, cross some noise. And the Sacramento Kings, man, like that like was just be- a marvelous game. Um, against the Warriors um, last night. And, you know, it was crazy because, you know, the Warriors, all they had to do was beat them by 12 points or more. And it looked like they had that game wrapped up after the first half. But I, it's, just, it's just another one of those Warriors collapses that has happened over the last couple of years. And, you know, Sacramento is just showing them that they've, they've done it in the playoffs against them, and they did it again. They made a massive comeback in. They were able not only to keep the Warriors at bay from clinching the um, group, but they won the game off from a crazy, um, crazy game winner from Malik Monk. And uh, I feel like they go, they should make some noise. You know, if they get past New Orleans, so uh, that semifinal should be pretty fun uh, for them in, in Vegas. Uh, but yeah, man, I'm I'm really excited. Like the last the last night of games, like people were watching and people were invested, and there was some cool stuff. Unfortunately for your Bulls, they were on the receiving end on a beatdown that, you know, led to the Celtics clinching their group as well. Uh, and Or not necessarily clinching. Yeah, they were clinching their group. And now they're going up against the Pacers. And in some ways, they're maybe the favorite for this uh, for the um, NCC tournament on the Eastern um, side of things. Yeah, and then also don't don't also mistake the uh, forget the fact that you got Lakers on one side and Celtics on the other. Now I don't know. Oh if that's yeah, there's gonna, so many possibilities. You know, and, and you got that. <laughs> you got your big market. You got your L.A. You got your New York in there too. Uh, you got your Boston. You know. Uh, you know. I guess if you want to call it the secondary cities, like you know Milwaukee and, and Indianapolis, and Indiana and and, and Phoenix, Phoenix. Uh, New Orleans, and Sacramento. So. You got a nice mix, a nice blend. You know, got a nice blend of everything yeah. going on, man. You know, um, but uh, before we go any further, though, we do have a very special guest that is with us today, uh, and we we're going we're going to get his input on the, the in season tournament too. Um, he is somebody that I've um, I've known this guy for so many years. Um, seen him all over the city of Richmond. I mean, really, uh, he's. One one of the most genuinely kindest and, and 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 honest you know guys that you'll ever meet, and also you know he's one of the guys that he believed in us, me and Chris, in the show. Um, so mm-hmm. I want to bring in, you know, my man, Cheats, man, 
listen, Cheats, welcome oh, to the No Words Bar podcast, man. And and listen, and and, and we're gonna and we're we're gonna also talk about a couple of things that you're involved with later on, on the Witcher Black Baseball mixtape and and stuff like that. Because I have a couple of questions I want to ask. Since oh no, I mean I'm excited. I'm excited yes. to be here. Uh, it is an honor. I, I love you guys. I love your show. Uh, love the variety and uh, just love uh, love being in the, in the in the building. We're number four. Go Dicks. Yeah. <laughs> Appreciate that. Awesome. And I, I wanted to ask you. Yeah, I wanted to ask you, man. Are you are you excited for this? You know, this is a actual opportunity for your boys to get some hardware early in the season. And you know, you know, I, you know here's the thing: when you don't have real high expectations for like your team like we have to get past the second round of the playoffs so we like if if you're a diehard Knicks fan we're you know we had gotten to the first round of the playoffs uh you know had had the difficulty I guess it was two years three years ago then uh I think we it was like I think it was like first round of the playoffs then we missed the playoffs then last year it was we got a got a first round win so it's like we're mm-hmm. not satisfied until we really get to that Eastern Conference, uh, that Eastern Conference Finals. So that, yeah. I think that's where all the energy was. I, I'm like everyone else when this the season started, and and even players were like, "What the hell is the in season tournament? No one told us anything. I don't know what's happening." I was like one of those guys, but but now I enjoy seeing it i enjoy the courts i enjoy it it feels different it means something i'm excited about it but i will tell you this there are some teams in the in-season tournament in my mind we can get into them but there are some teams that really want to win and then there are some teams that are just like there Mm -hmm. and i think the knicks are a team that is committed to playing hard every night and if you play hard every night you're going like this is what happens if you're the Knicks. They are not like say the Pacers. The Pacers are like we're all in on this. This is what we want to win. The Knicks are like, hey, look, it worked out. We're number four. You know the Bucks and the Celtics. I think they're like good teams. I don't think they've really changed their intensity to be in the in season tournament. Uh, yeah. But it's very clear that a team like the Pacers, a team like the Pelicans, they they have changed their intensity. So Sacramento as well. Yeah, I, I'm. I, hey, look, we're playing Giannis and Dame. We are uh, that Tuesday night in in Milwaukee. I think. Yeah, that, uh, that's that's the bummer right there. Yeah, I mean, I think we're gonna play hard. If, if 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 we we might be able to catch, you know, we might be able to catch a victory. I think we're gonna play hard, but I I I'm not like I'm not in season tournament Vegas or bust. I think some of the other teams are that we mentioned. Well, I, but just imagine, man, if you are if the Knicks were able just to win out that group, you know, if Miami was able to beat out the Bucks last night and y'all, y'all had the quarterfinal game at Madison Square Garden, like they're going to treat it like a game seven atmosphere there. Yeah, it but it's the, garden. They, it's the garden. They treat everything yeah. like game. Yeah. Like, they, For they, sure. That's the thing. My, uh, I, I'm, I'm trying as a true Knicks fan, I'm trying to set myself up to not get too high expectation wise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I also feel, I do feel like, Particularly the Bucks. The Bucks are a team where it's like if the Knicks catch the right wave and they play mm-hmm. hard, I think we could mm-hmm. beat the Bucks. Uh you know, I just think that other side of the bracket, one, I think the Celtics are too talented, and two, I think 
the Pacers want it more. So I'll be interested to see what really happens. And again, you know, Giannis and Dame could get hot. Middleton, Lopez, we could be, we could lose by thirty. But the, the Knicks are one of those teams where they're they kind of they're never out of it. They're always kind of clawing, scratching, and you know they're they're down by ten and the, going into the fourth, and then you know two minutes into the left in the game and they're they're tied it up. So I just don't know. Got, got some real dogs on there too, man. Like I mean, yeah. like pretty much half the the core of you know Vanilla's Villanova's best um best run, you know, yeah. uh, with Divincenzo, Josh Hart, uh, who else? Brun- y'all Brunson. also Jalen Brunson. Yeah, Brunson. I mean, a y'all, you're, you're yeah. missing you're, you're missing Mikel Bridges, but I mean, he's <laughs> on the other side of the city, yeah. and I don't think Brooklyn's going to give him up that easily. No, yeah, the the Brunson thing is the key. So let's you know if we're really putting it in perspective, Jalen Brunson. In modern day Knicks fandom, so I'm talking about since you know he came. Well, even if you go back to the Randall year uh, years, right? If you look at the tenure, the franchise legitimately changed when Jalen Brunson came in. Uh, they got a point guard that they didn't have. Like we were starting guys like Alfred, uh, like Alfred Payton. Like you know who? who oh, was yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah, Alfred, it was Payton. Alfred Payton. Yeah. Like well, it was just yeah, yeah Derrick Rose. Yeah, you know, no, well, having yeah, play heavy yeah, minutes. Yeah, it was just different. It was just different. And I'm telling you now. The Jalen Brunson signing, which at the time, I think every Knicks fan was like, hey, yeah. sure we want to pay this much money for this guy. He he changed the whole entire tenure of the franchise and to the point where a guy like Julius Randle, I mean, let's just call a spade a spade. He does not play hard every night. He may tell you he plays hard every night. He yeah. may be hurt. He may not tell us that. <laughs> but on paper, like on video, on film, he does not play hard every night. That changed when Jalen Brunson gets there because Jalen Brunson makes everybody mm-hmm. play hard every night. And it's the NBA. Everybody's so talented where that's all it takes. If you're like playing Josh Hart's another guy. Like he like when when they bought Hart in at the end of last in last season, I guess the trade deadline or so forth, that's another guy that's gonna play hard every night. Like and and it just in the NBA, if you're playing hard every night, it, you could eke out wins that you're not supposed to win because they got like again, yeah. A team, a team like the Bucks, if they're down by twelve going into the fourth quarter, and Giannis and Dame just don't seem to have it, you're gonna like we're gonna probably win that game. Like that, like that's just what's gonna happen. Whereas I think you know some of the other teams in this tournament, like that's not gonna happen in the playoffs when it's what best out of seven. We're not gonna beat the Bucks seven times, but we might beat them once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean that's what makes it even that's what makes it sweeter. It's a single elimination as opposed to a seven game series, and it just it give it give you that what's uh, Mars Madness feel. You know any yeah. you know any team can win it. You know yeah, I like and it. That, do you guys like the tournament? I like it. I yes, I love yes, it. yes. I love it. Man. I, I, I love the I love the whole idea of it. Yeah, we we had. And I remember, like, right when before the season started, right before the end season tournament started, you know, me, me and Chris, we both we had a discussion about that one of the episodes. And then, and, and no, we was like very opening to it, welcoming to it, because we looked at it the same way as how people were, you know, with the playing tournament, you know, the playing games. Yeah. You know, in, initially, you know, you know, all these people talking about, oh, my gosh, you know, the league, like what's going on with the league? And they're just going to let any team like, you know, it, it's. At the normal opposition, when you have something different in, in you know put in place, and lo and behold, man, like it, it became very quickly too. 
like like everybody became endearing, you know, to it and and enjoying the games because the ga- those were some good games. Like awesome. these were, yeah, you they know, were awesome. And, yeah. and as Chris, as you put it, so a couple of them were, you know, you could put them up to the best games of the season. You know, and, and those the point differential played a big factor in that too. Like when teams figure out like you have to win or by this amount of points, it, it just drove it up to to a different level. You know, some teams really went for it. And they were running the score up. Like we were seeing people make baskets at the final seconds of the game. It, normally that doesn't happen. No, absolutely. I, I agree 100%. Uh, and and do you guys like the courts? Do you think the courts help the feel? Uh, initially, um, when the courts were like shown and announced, I was taken aback by it. It, it looked too, too bright for my eyes uh, and for a lot of people as well. And yeah, for the first two games or so like i depending on depending on the court it looked really really off-putting um but as it went on i i think i think some of the leagues figured out like some of the teams figured out that they probably changed some of the court design they still had the color to it but it didn't look as bright or as weird and um and i i didn't have a problem with it i didn't have a problem with the the courts for the hawks or the wizards though um because i went to um an nc tournament game with the, the Hawks and the Sixers, and I, I enjoyed the court. I thought it looked pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So, but um, I know like the Bulls one and the Heat one. Initially, they they looked pretty crazy, but they 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 they, yeah. they neutral. I think they neutralized some of those courts at the end, and it didn't look all as bad. So, yeah. hopefully, yeah, that's Bulls, something they can tweak later. The Bulls one looked like it was Kane coming to the ring yeah. in '97. You know? Yeah, <laughs> like that's that's fire on the side. Right, right, exactly. Like I was like, dude, yeah. like I, 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 I like the red. I, I like how it looked, but I'm like, I think that's too much red. You know, <laughs> I don't know how people are gonna take that in. Um, and no, I, I didn't have any issues with the court designs. It's you know, I if anything, I had more, I had more frustration and, and anger towards like those those city jerseys. You know, more than anything. <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah. I like the city jerseys. I do. Like yeah, them. yeah. Also, yeah. The, I don't know. It's with the city jerseys. It's always the same reaction every year, no yeah. matter what. Like oh, it's our, most yeah, of them will look trash. It. They will look trash initially, and then when we see them on the court, after a while, like instead of like most of them being trash, only half of them would be trash because it'll look better I'm on a, the players. <laughs> I'm a, so I'm a baseball guy, so I'm used to the city connect jersey. Yeah, and yeah. It's you know the outrage is. Very high for every team that releases City Connect jersey, and I love them. I love them. I really do. I enjoy them. It's 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 a complete commercial move. The only reason they're doing it is for, to get people to buy uniforms, and, you course. know, to buy shirts or whatever. And I'm a sucker for it. Like I'm a, like I I I I clean up. I love that stuff. <laughs> it's very <laughs> relatable with, with with hockey. How with the NHL are how they exactly. are with the, thir- exactly. with the third jerseys and. It's always like I remember a time where <laughs> having a team having a third jersey was like really was a big deal, and now it's just more just it's a money grab now. Um, yeah, you know, more than anything. I mean, it's don't get me wrong. There's a couple of jerseys that I'm like I'm like oh I'll, I would love to have that, but it's like sometimes they just do too much, and then it's just uh, and then I don't know. Like I have a I have a beef also with fanatics, so. That's but that's a different different story, uh, cheats. I know I, I'm pretty sure you're you're very aware of how people feel about fanatics and stuff like that, man. Um, I don't you know. know. I I mean I'm 
I tend to be pro fanatics. I don't know. I mean, I use them. They they own everything. So yeah, uh, the qualities uh, a lot of times is just yeah. well, like fanatics is just a store, right? It's not like like if you're gonna get a Nike jersey, you're gonna get a Nike jersey off fanatics, right? You're not gonna get like a fanatics yeah. jersey, right? No, oh, or is it? Like I don't know. No, it's 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 fanatics. Like any jerseys, yeah. like it depends on what the league. Like I don't know, like the the quality of the fabric i think that's what really becomes the issue okay. where i think you know, yeah i think it's different like you can get like an authentic you just got to pay more for it right like there's right, like exactly. looking at yeah but it yeah it's weird uh you know i, I we do some we do some business over there with Tops fanatics so i don't look I don't, i'm not going to get myself in any trouble no 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 we don't want that. We don't right, want yeah. that. That's we not some, what that. We yeah. do some card business. You know, Fanatics bought all like the the licensing for all the um yeah the baseball cards. So Tops, yeah. Bowman, oh, wow. Fanatics owns all of that. They uh, you know they're gonna own basketball cards. They're gonna because they bought. There's a deal that they're gonna get all the basketball cards in the next couple years as well. Wow. So it's like we're yeah but yeah Michael Rubin over there. Those guys are not playing. Jeez, man. Ooh, man. It's fun. Yeah, it's weird. It's, uh, like they've, you know, they've got a lot of power over there at, at Tops Fanatics. But we we do good business with them. So hey, look. Of course, of course, we're, it's we're, all good. We're we're excited about it. It's all good. But one more yeah. but before <laughs> before we go on to uh, talk about Survivor Series, then one more thing I want to ask you before we get off the uh the oh you, you got to make your predictions. I haven't even heard. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was saying. Like I want oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. I want to at least do that. Uh yeah, yeah, but I yeah, want to yeah. start off with you. Number one, what is the X factor you think for the Knicks? If the Knicks are going to win this game against Milwaukee, who is the X factor? Giannis and Dame. <laughs> <laughs> well, for, oh yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. the only re- the only yeah, well, way the yeah. only way the Knicks would be the Bucks in a really meaningful game is if the Bucks have a bad night. Like this yeah. is again, yeah. this is the NBA. We're Jalen Brunson, RJ Barrett, uh Julius <laughs> Randle. Manual they're, quickly. They're not going to outplay the Bucks. No. Like it, it, you know, because if you put Giannis, Chris Middleton, Lopez, Dame, you know, on their best Malik Beasley, I think, is over there now. Like yeah. if you put them on their best day and put the Knicks on their best day, they're gonna be better. Dame and Giannis yes. are better. Yes. So the so we need a combination of Dame being off, the chemistry not being there for the Bucks, which they've struggled with a little bit this year. Um, we're better in regards to chemistry. We have more chemistry right now than the Milwaukee Bucks does. Do so if we play together, we played hard. Our second unit is probably better than Bucks' second unit. Um, so we would have to, I think, jump on them, get out to a big lead, and like have them try to kind of catch hot and, and and claw back into the game. The other way around mm-hmm. could work if they got out to a big lead with their first unit, our second unit catch, catches up, you know, cuz quickly and those guys can do that. They can get hot really quickly. Um but I I I, I it, it can't be anything where you know, it's close at the end and like we letting Dame and Giannis like really play with like 5 minutes left in the game and let them play as hard as they can. We're not going to win that game. They're just better. They're like Giannis will get to the free throw line. Dame will start shooting from half court. Like that. So we've just got to kind of, in order for us to beat the Bucks in Milwaukee, we would have to really play well together and just kind of get out to a big lead, I think, and not let let it be decided in the last minutes, which is possible if Giannis and Dame are off or somebody gets in foul trouble or something of that nature. 
Um, other than that, I, I just I, I, in the, the NBA more than any other sport mm-hmm. I, is one of those ones where I do think the best players usually figure out the ways to win. Um, you true. know, they're, they're teams. It's a team game. The Nuggets proved that a really good team can win the title last year. But they also had like the best player, <laughs> like yeah, that's true. So, yeah. so, so I, you know, it, it's it's a it's unlike you know we we're just talking unlike hockey, unlike baseball where you can get a really hot like you know pitching situation or really you know, really hot goalie. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like right. The best base basketball more than any other sport. The most talented players are going to be the ones standing on the court at the end, um, and. You know, the Bucks are more talented. The Celtics are more talented. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think those are the – so just to fast forward, I think on the Eastern bracket side, those are the two teams I think you're going to see in the in the final in Vegas, I guess, or the semifinal of the situation. And then that one to me, I would say, is a pure toss-up. Like yeah. the Bucks and the Celtics, if they're both playing well, they're by far the two best teams in the East – um mm-hmm. and they like I you know it's just who's who's gets hotter honestly um on paper Celtics are probably a little bit more talented because of Holiday and Przingis um and and Tatum it's hard to say Tatum's the best player on the court Giannis is probably the best player on the court but Tatum is Jesus yeah. this year this year he's been the best player on the court by far <laughs> um, yeah he amazes me. He's, he's the best. So, he's, a, he's the one Duke player that I can't help but to cheer for. Yeah, he's so I, good. I, I can't. Yeah, he's so good. He, and he's been. He's he's much better this year. Like it's really hard. The stuff that Tatum's doing this year at twenty five years old, seven years in the league, <laughs> is really like, fl- like flexing stuff. He's flexing how like strong he is, how big he is. He's he's killing guys. Um, that you know. So I'll stop there. Are you going to go on the other side? But that was that. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll yeah, stop. no. That's, that's my eastern side. That's fine. Right yeah, that's cool. And I, I, and with the West, I mean, it's weird with the Lakers, man. How well they play in these in season in season tournament games, but yet outside oh, yeah. of it, they just, uh, I, they just look lost. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Phoenix, man. I'm gonna go with Phoenix. Um, I know, I know, y'all saw them the other night, cheats. You know, with, with yeah, well, no, we, oh. we really we really didn't. We really didn't see them. We saw uh, Eric Gordon and Devin Booker. <laughs> we didn't because yeah. that's the problem with Phoenix. Right. There's there, Kevin so Durant, Bradley yes. Beal and Booker have never been on the court together. That's true. At yes. all. So uh, they like the West side, looking at that bracket, just looking at it, the West is so frustrating. It's a it's a frustrating bracket. <laughs> right. I, I, like I said, I, anyone can win it. Yeah, that's, uh, so, that, that's that that's that, I believe that's the reason why I feel like this is this is the Lakers to lose. I am so yeah. sick of the Lakers. I am so <laughs> sick of the Lakers, and it and it's it's like I can't even explain because I actually am a LeBron fan. I enjoy LeBron. <laughs> yes, I am so yeah. sick of the Lakers that it's hard for me. That you know, it's hard for me to even put their team, their season, whatever they're doing in perspective, and it's just frustrating. I'm very frustrated, as you could tell, with the Suns because I don't even know what their philosophy is. Is it just like 
live until the end of the year and then hopefully we get our team back together. Like, I don't understand what the hell they're doing. Um, and then, you know, you got the Pelicans and the Kings on the other side. Nice stories. I don't think any, like, they could surprise some teams. I don't think anybody is is fooling themselves into thinking that these are, like, championship ready at this point, right? Yeah. So it's it's the West, the whole thing. Because here's the thing. The Nuggets and the Timberwolves are the best teams in the West. Yeah, right, right. And so they're not yeah. even, like, they're not even there. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm so sick of the Lakers. You know what? The Lakers should, the Lakers better win this thing. This is the only thing <laughs> they're mean, going to win. Real. This yeah. is the only thing they're going to win. And yeah. if, like, I am I could care less about what's going to happen on, like, Monday morning talk radio if the Lakers just, like, flame out. This is, you know what? Who was it? The Sixers? The Sixers beat the Lakers by, like, 50 the other night. They deserve every. Thing they get. I mean, the they're, end, they're, 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 they're dirty pieces into Pistons right now, so they're getting their confidence back. So, uh, uh. honestly, I'll make in terms of the matchup with Phoenix, uh, the Lakers had their number so far. They've won two of the last three. Again, um, though, but who are they playing? Eric Gordon and like, yeah, and, and like, and like Mark Cheatham boy out there. Who's all the stuff? Yeah, you also have to consider that you know he's probably just going to be Devin Booker out there on yeah, on, on on Monday. The Suns are a bunch of dudes, and whoever yeah. shows up, Kevin, like it's like a bunch of dudes, and then pick one of the three: Kevin Durant, Bradley Bill, or Devin Booker, and one of them will show up. Never, never all three of them. Just one of them will show up, and then you know that's going to be your Phoenix Suns for the day. Who knows? I just the Lakers. The only thing about the Lakers that just doesn't instill any. I don't have any trust in them. Is healthy the health? I don't know. Like yeah, it, it, that's that's the that's the thing with them. Like I I just I just can't trust them to stay healthy. How frustrating you know, is the Lakers? Like it's a they, they really it are. Is. They really are. They it's, are it's, frustrating. It's really more of like if Anthony Davis show up. That that's right. it. Shows up. Yeah. And, and D'Lo, if D'Angelo Russell would just have a minor cause, like just a little. A good game, just a good game, not even a great game, just something good. You know, if he's not making dumb mistakes or turning the ball over, then yeah, they have a chance of winning because LeBron's going to do what he has to do, but he can't do it every single game. <laughs> he can't no. play. No, 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 not minutes. at his age. No, <laughs> at what thirty going on thirty nine now? I, yeah. The dude cannot do it's that crazy. at at that age, and it, it's 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 just not happening, unfortunately, for LeBron. And LeBron ain't going to admit it, you know, but like. You can just see it, just just in his mannerisms. Sometimes, man, it's like, yeah, it, all them, the age is just age. Father Time is undefeated for a reason. You know, you can't fight against it. Oh, you know what? I, I'm I agree with you to the extent that LeBron is old now, but LeBron beats Father Time. <laughs> uh, he, Father he's Time's been. not undefeated. He's he's, he's been he's, he's destroyed been. Father Time. He's Him and Tom Brady, like, yeah, he, they've already like exceeded. Uh, let me. Ask, this is an interesting question because I I'd heard about this the other day, and uh-huh. I would love to talk to knowledgeable basketball fans about this. I think the jury's out that like Anthony Davis will never be whatever the world thought. Like he he's not a bad oh, player yeah. by any stretch of the major, but he's yeah. no, he's not like the second coming of like no. you know this hybrid like, change the game type yeah, person. No. Do you like? If you're is is Anthony Davis even like I don't know a top ten player in no. the NBA like right, like now? right now yeah no. right now is Anthony da- where do you rank Anthony Davis when you look at Anthony Davis 
as a like because what is he is he 30 now like like yeah where, he's like about 30 where 30. do you put anthony davis is in like the best players in the in, in the top of the is he top 15 i would say top 15 yeah i'd be good that i'm not i'm not too sure about top 10 though at this rate yeah anthony davis is 30 years old basically anthony yeah. davis is who he's going to be and yeah, it's at like, this point yes yeah like can he be the best player on a championship team? Uh, he's not. <laughs> he, I mean, some people he, will say that he was in during that bubble title. I was about to say that. Right, right. I, I'm, like, I'm unsure, you know, can he can do it again because, you know, he hasn't shown that uh, in a in the year since. So, no, you know, he wasn't even like that when he was in New Orleans. Like, he would have these monster performances in the regular season, and he will look like – you know, uh, uh, a generation defining big man going forward. But when, when, it, like you said, when it's time to show up, you know, he's not really doing it. And, you know, in, in the playoffs last year, you know, he had some good showings, but he got, I mean, the Lakers got dominated by Denver. Yeah. You know, they were swept. And, you know, and, and most of the time he was nowhere to be found. Uh, I, I'm I'm hoping that you know he can use this and the Lakers and Anthony Davis you know himself individually can use this in season tournament as a way to like have these big performances and you know and really get something going for yourself that you could rise up in big moments. Yeah, and this is this is the best opportunity to do so. Like they have a gimme against Phoenix. They're at home. You know, and if they can get it done and win a trip to Vegas, then yeah, the ball should be in their court. Well, that's it. Is we'll it really see. is, man? I mean, but we're good. We we'll just have to wait and see. We just we got will. to wait and see how everything turns out, man. Um, but uh, it, like I said, those 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 first four games, those qualifying games, quarterfinal games. Um, I'm I'm intrigued. I will definitely be watching those games. I haven't really watched a lot of NBA mentally this season, but I will definitely be watching. Um, the rest of these in-season tournament games for sure. Um, but but yeah, I think in the end though, I think it's going to be uh, Celtics winning it all. Uh, and it's as crazy as for me to say to cheer a Boston team or or root for Boston team. I will have to admit, I think I see the Celtics winning all of this in the end. Um, I don't know. How about the rest of you two guys? Like, how do you feel? Who's I, going I to mean, the end, in, in the I, end? I feel like like Celtics and Lakers just feels like the most gimme. <laughs> uh, final Legal, scenarios no here for the end of season tournament. You know, it, it's definitely something that Adam Silver will will finagle and you know <laughs> corrupt this way into having. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I like it. I think, I mean, I think that'd be fun. I think uh, a Lakers versus Celtics final would be fun. Um, I think it's something to talk about. I think it's something to get like our uh, our fandom up. Right? When is the championship games? Are they? Is it before Christmas? During like. It's next Saturday. Yeah. The okay. Ninth. So yeah. So this is great because it'll like lead into because most people and and I can tell like most people aren't you know league pass degenerates like myself watching mm-hmm. the Knicks every night. So for most people, the NBA really doesn't start till Christmas Day, right? Yeah. Like those Christmas Day yeah. games and so forth. So I think this is something that I think this is something that's exciting um, that will give. Like, you know what I mean? To give fans something to be excited about before Christmas. And if it's the Lakers versus Celtics, it's it's going to give a lot of people something to talk about. Which, you know what, Cheats, that is a perfect segue, man. 
It's about it's about something a lot of people talking about. <laughs> um, Jesus. Oh my gosh. You know what? Let me let me ask you this, man. Yeah. Off the rip. Your initial reaction when you first because were you watching it live, Survivor yes, Series? Yes, 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 I did. All right. What was your thought process like right before, of course, Punk came out? What were you thinking? Were you thinking like that was it? Were you even thinking about still Punk possibly coming no, out? No. We were so, uh, you know, for full disclosure, most of you already know, we uh, every Tuesday and every Thursday we're going hard on WCWF, which is Wrestling Chat with Friends, the No Holds. No words barred podcast is a is a big friend of ours, part of our of, of our community over there at WCWF. And so obviously the group chats that we have uh were just going crazy in the sense that this is not gonna happen. Like we get through one, we had really backed off of the whole thing. Like as mm-hmm. as it got closer to survival yeah. series, we were like, this is not gonna happen. You're reading kind of dirt sheet reports that says, hey, look, WWE's not interested in CM Punk. Like, everybody can understand that. So we get there, and we're probably, like, we're watching, and we're in the group chat, and I will say the tenure was, like, 90-10. 90-10 that he doesn't show up. Like, you know, there's a 10% chance, maybe even a 5% chance that this this happens. Um, we're getting tickled, and we're laughing throughout the – the event when there's like random CM Punk chants in Chicago, like whatever. We get to the end, and we're we really are texting each other like, "Hey, well, yeah, guess that's not gonna happen." And nobody, no one cares. The mm. logo comes on, the music breaks, and yeah, we're we're all shocked. We're all going crazy, and I, I it's, it, it, yeah, we'll talk in detail even more. But I, I think yeah. what WWE did with the way they unveiled him at the end, no commentary, no nothing. He just walks out, you know, it, it was, it was, it was perfect in regards to wrestling theater. Um, there's a whole lot of other things we can say, but it, as far yeah. as wrestling theater, shock factor, complete a hundred, uh, uh, you know, completely, completely shocked and set aside. Yeah. I was, um, you know, it, it reminded me that was the most Marvel mid credit scene. That was the most Marvel thing I've I've seen in a while. The post credit scene, right? Yeah. <laughs> like it really and it really did feel like that because the the just the, the temperature of just the crowd, like it was such a a one eighty. You know, soon as that 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 whatever noise that that pops up when punk's music start, it was just night and day, man, the reaction. And the, the the type of pop that he got, it wasn't just like some like a, a quick like roar. Like that thing was just loud continuously for for good seven or eight minutes, which felt more like fifteen. And I mean, and I understand it. Like people going, you know, that shit crazy over there. I mean, this is something that's been whether joked or serious, predicted or talked about for the past you know whatever amount of months since. It was revealed that Survivor Series was going to be in Chicago. Yeah. Uh, and it, it's, I think that Punk's return is happening at a, I think, at a, a great time for both of them. And the reason why I say this is, I mean, just off the bat that the company is just on its best, historically best run <laughs> it's, it's ever had. Um, 
and then you know and then obviously with all the merger and then, then the morale of apparently of, of how the people are in the company the wrestlers the talent you know everybody's on an upbeat and you know then you have you know punk and we all know the history with punk we don't have to dive into that um you know the all the shenanigans that he's been involved with this year and you know, it just didn't look like it was a cultural fit, and especially since the dude has been publicly trashing WWE for, you know, almost the whole 10 years he's been, he was gone. And, you know, you mix all those factors in, and yeah, you don't really think that he's going to, like, come back. But as always, you know, as, as was alluded to, that the rumors, you know, rumors are out there, and there is some type of chatter, and... You know, I know there's that saying where there's smoke, there's fire. Um, but, you know, so many times we hear stuff like that and things never really truly materialize. But the fact that everything and you alluded to it, you talked about it, mentioned uh, cheats, how, you know, it kind of it just died down. You know, it almost is like the expectations was like everybody was kind of just set, settling into the expectation that he wasn't going to show up. Um, despite all the stuff that was talking about whatever on social media. And I, it was it was something that was old school in the sense that a lot of people it really caught a lot of people off guard in a good way, though, because there's so much it's so easy for all this stuff to get put out there, you know, you, you know, with all the access to all the dirt sheets and stuff like that. There's so much stuff that gets put out there publicly. Um, it, in a sense, kind of ruins the surprise when something was supposed to be meant as a surprise. So the fact that this happened and the fact that it was punk, that WWE was able to really do a, a great job with not showing their hand with that, like that, that that's a perfect recipe right there to, to really like, if you're talking about, you want to draw more people into the product. I mean, uh, that's, that's a, that's a, that's a pretty big way to do it right there. Uh, I, 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 afterwards, I'm just, I'm amazed. I'm amazed by it. I'm, I'm, it's still sinking in a little bit for me. I don't know how it is for, for you know, for you, Chris. Uh, you know how at the le- the days after how how much is sinking in that like wow this is actually happening. Um, uh, it's surreal. Um, still because it, 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 in in the back of your mind, you feel like this is going to happen, even after you know an entire decade where. You know, he initially left, um, and it looked like he wasn't going to return to professional wrestling again. There, were, there was still something that led me to believe that he was going to be back, and and, and in some ways he was on the way back. Uh, you know, when he was doing you know that show with Fox that didn't last that long, you know, that right. whatever that was a backstage show. Um, but he said he's working on behalf of Fox and not with WWE. You could see that there was a possibility that. It could happen, but you never know. Um, and of course, you know he had his he had his his spell with AEW, mm-hmm. um, which was I mean that that it, for for the company itself that was almost it felt like you know uh, a shifting moment, you know, and and it was in a way it was shifting them in the right direction when they brought him in, and people had their eyes on the product, uh, and it looked like. You know, for the first few months, that it, it something fruitful was going to come out of this, you know, relationship. But you know, you have you have um the, the brawl out, 
incident uh, with him and and the elite, and things started to spiral. And when you and earlier you said that there was like the likelihood that this could never happen because he always trashed the company. You know, for one, Punk's a worker. He's going to lie yeah. some yeah. most of the time. And, you know, time does heal all wounds. You know, that's yes. that though, as cliche as it sounds. He was there <laughs> backstage on a Raw in Chicago when he was taking his little um, hiatus away from um, AEW. And, and things were up in a quote-unquote legal matter or situation. And we didn't know what he, whether he was going to return or not. He, he, when he leaked that he was backstage there talking to folks and in some ways, kind of mending fences with people before he had to be escorted out. That that's definitely where you know the the smoke was buzzing and something was you know in the works, so to say, especially on Punk's behalf that he you know he was going to just ride out his time with AEW until until something happens until you know he's let go. You know, when he returned, it didn't feel like that he really wanted to be there, but he managed to milk enough out of Tony that he got his own show. Uh, he, you know, managed to have, you know, be able to work with the people that he wanted to work with and still had this goal of trying to at least, you know, pay it forward, you know, for, for the talent that looked like that they were, you know, in a way were done wrong or held back, you know, for Ricky Starks even with FTR to an extent and trying to make something out of, out of that with the bare bones crew that he had. But in turn, you know, he's not, you know, he's not exempt for the shit that's happened as well. You know, he alienated a lot of folks there. Yeah. Um, uh, he, <laughs> I mean, in some ways he made a lot of people look bad as much as he did as well. You know, especially when they wanted to mend fences when he did actually wanted to, you know, come to an understanding with the young bucks and the elite and they didn't want to take the meeting. And when that happened, that was the death knell. And it was only a matter of time before, you know, Phil just had enough and, you know, and eventually him and Jack Perry got into an incident and he beat the shit out the kid. And now he's gone. He gets fired, and we come to find out that the man that had to deliver the news to him is one of his good friends, <laughs> and Brian Danielson. Oh gosh, it's, <laughs> I'm like this whole time it's when this lot. happened, we thought that Tony Khan finally nutted up and did the <laughs> deed, and as much as it hurt it for him to do so, he had to let Punk go. Yeah, but the whole won't. time he didn't say anything to him. Well, he they, a peer of his they, give him the news. A peer I, I, that should not have even to, have a role of an EVP. I, I do have to stop a little bit here because it, it, there, this is not a poor Phil, poor CM Punk situation yeah. at all. No, it's CM not. Punk is a, horrible, is a horrible employee. Yeah, I, he is a horrible employee who bought a lot of this stuff on himself. Why? Because he's a horrible employee. Indeed. And and if anyone sits here and wants to call CM Punk the biggest hypocrite, like I'm talking about politician level hypocrite, no. they are well within Huge. their rights to do so. 
Oh they yeah, are he's well awesome. within their rights to do so. Because yeah, he, yes, he he is a giant hypocrite. <laughs> he is a horrible employee. He is a egomaniac, narcissist, and everybody in wrestling, a lot of them are, but he is one of the biggest. Uh, and like, there's a lot of things that CM Punk could have done, and I, and I'm not even talking about a decade ago, WWE style that Vince was running and everything. It's a completely different situation. But the AEW stuff and this, the stuff that's happened over the last, what, two years? I would argue that 90% of that stuff, generously, is CM Punk's fault. And you're right. You know what? You're right. Um, see, Matt, when you say they gave him the... He, they wanted to make things right over at AEW with CM Punk so bad that they indeed did give him his own show. Mm-hmm. And it yeah. and I disagree with you when you say it was a bare bones show of like less of these talent. No, it wasn't. It it's Collision is pretty much their A show now in regards to talent wise. If you look at the talent that's on Collision versus the talent that's on Dynamite, the talent that they had over there at Collision, you're talking about FTR and Miro and all these guys that you're right were underutilized, but the House of Black was over there on collision. Like, yeah, Andrade like they had a lot. Well. Yeah, Andrade was over there on collision. So at, at they the worst were part, so but- bending over backwards for this CM Punk mm-hmm. again, who is a horrible employee that <laughs> they gave him his own freaking brain split, and he still couldn't make it work. Yeah, because he was still arguing. And it, now here's here's. Here's the interesting thing about all of this. And we we have we've had this discussion yesterday, we'll have it again tomorrow. But it, the question I have is to what extent does CM Punk realize like this is it? And if I screw this chance up with WWE, it is over. And yeah, the question yeah. like and, and how long does he fly does he honestly how long does he honestly fly straight uh before he really shows who he who he's always been? Well, he's, he's always been the guy that he is. You just got yeah, it's it's. I'm you just got to make it to WrestleMania 40. That's all. he kind of well, Punk kind of answered. He gives you an answer right there. What he what he slipped in at the end of like right before the the, the camera went off on Raw. He said he's not. You know, he's, he, I mean, he ain't here to make friends. He's here to make money. Yeah, you yeah, know. That, so you gotta, that was the most <laughs> that was the most watered down. I know. Uh, PC promo that. CM yeah. Punk's cut ever. He has. I'm home. I'm home. Right. I'm like, nah. nah what is that? I'm sure, I'm sure a lot of folks at Gorilla were laughing their asses off like, listening to What is happening? What <laughs> is going on? Knee. He has to bend the knee now. And, you and, know, and you're, talking about Brian, you're talking about Brian Danielson firing him or, or giving him the news. Triple H fired him nine years ago on his wedding day. On his wedding day. Yeah, which he also which, has a which, position. Yeah, yeah, nah. It, <laughs> to it's, do so. No, it, I mean it is all of this is fascinating. Fascinating. It's incredible. But but to it, your credit sheets, that's how how I that was another reason why I felt like I didn't think it was gonna happen because he is a like there's he's so horrible. much stuff. There's he so is. much stuff happening. There's so much stuff happening with this with this single move, there's so much stuff happening that um like uh, it, it it's amazing. So one of the things that is happening, and we have to be aware of this, and it's really interesting that CM Punk was on Raw because there's a whole other discussion about like 
how much Roman Reigns knew, when Roman knew, and does Roman care? Yeah. But no. but here's the thing. SmackDown's got a deal, a television rights deal for USA. Yeah. Right? Uh, NXT and something else has a CW deal. Yeah. Can't remember. Right. Uh, I think it was NWA. Right. The thing is, Raw is the only WWE show that does not have a television rights deal. Yes, right. And if you notice, they said Triple H and Nick Khan were not at Raw on Monday yeah, night because they're, they're in yeah, LA, they're LA. Yep. making the TV they're rights deal. Right? So think about all of this. So you you know, you're trying to get the best TV deal you can get. So you say, okay, we're not only are we gonna bring CM Punk back, we're gonna bring CM Punk back on Raw. And you're gonna announce publicly, which you know, they never really do. There's gonna oh multi-year deal, CM Punk, and he's gonna be on Raw. So now you're in LA saying, Hey, look, we've got the biggest thing in the industry now coming to our show. Whatever station, sign us up, right? The other thing, oh, this again, fascinating stuff. Whatever deal, whatever network that Raw ultimately lanes on, along with SmackDown and the other shows, those are instantly not going to be AEW stations. Yeah. Tony Khan is in the same no. boat right now in his WWE's Raw show. They're trying to solidify a television deal. Yeah. They don't have one uh, moving forward with the Turner, like Discovery Warner, right, right now. Right. So it's 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 one of those things where Raw could show up on a, a Discovery Warner network, which would be TBS or yes. you know whatever, no, and yeah. then AEW doesn't have a home. So not only does Phil really screw AEW, right? He could be the guy that really puts that the lights is out. Him. That's right. I don't even that, want to think about it. So wow. So so Warner, so. Warner just cut a deal with um, NASCAR today. Yeah. No, it's just so like, it's, and they still have to do a deal with the NBA. So whatever exactly. yeah. Cup, yeah. The, the possibility of AEW getting retaining their rights to WB, I mean, not only I wouldn't say it's slim, but the, what they're asked, what AEW wants, and what Tony Khan wants is probably going to be substantially less than what he really wants and what he's going to receive. So, and and, and, and not to go even deeper into the conspiracy theory rabbit hole, but I will for <laughs> for one second. Uh-huh. Because there's also this this looming thing about Vince McMahon, and what I mean by that is how much Vince McMahon's involved, how much he's not involved. Vince McMahon is actually considered on all of the like like documented rights deals. He's considered a liability. He yeah. is a problem, and they've got a guarantee that Vince McMahon is not anywhere near these television rights deals. Um, but this is an interesting thing, and this was brought up to me by a very good like a big wrestling fan. Who was, who was on our show the other day, who said there are two people in life. Vince McMahon is the guy that says, it doesn't matter who you are, Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, Hulk Hogan, we can always work something out. There's Nothing's beyond the pale. Mm-hmm. Vince McMahon said there are two people that we will I will never work with, ever. And again, and it was Alberto Del Rio and CM Punk. <laughs> now, I say all that to say, we know that there's like, some, you know, acrimonious, some weird, there's some weird dynamics between Triple H and uh, Vince McMahon. Weird yeah. stuff. Like, weird, weird stuff. Like, you know, Vince McMahon hated NXT, the Black and Bull brand with Triple H was running. It's a weird stuff. Mm. Um, but is, isn't it weird that, like, Vince McMahon, I mean, Triple H and Nick Khan are able to be like, 
hey, we're going to bring CM Punk back. Not only is Vince out, we're going to bring CM Punk back. Like, it's just the weirdest stuff. You know, there's just, it's, 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 I, I, I don't know if they're playing chess at a level that, like, the average person can't see. Like, <laughs> there's just so much stuff going on. But I would not be surprised if they announce some TV rights deal for Raw, and as soon as they do, CM Punk fades away somewhere. Well, <laughs> I will say this with the TV rights. What this is all sounds is like is that this all kind of goes back to the NBA. Because if the NBA rights, if, if, this, if it's the rumors was out about possibly NBC trying to get them back and yep. I don't know where did that where does that lead them with the coverage on, on ES on, on Turner on Turner Sports Network whether it's TNT or TBS you know any of that stuff like I don't know how how that affects that and of course obviously we which we know with AEW being you know on TBS you know and, and TNT and it's it's a lot of moving parts <laughs> it's it's Except, a lot of moving parts. In, let in me a ask lot you this because I'm I'm fascinated by this. Just individually, why we know he came back. What what is the why? If each of you like what? Why do you think? What is the chief primary reason that CM Punk would agree to go back to WWE? Get a bag for one. That's yeah. <laughs> he gets paid, and I also feel like at this point, you know, like you said, this is. This is this is his last chance to really put a stamp on his legacy in the world of professional wrestling and really mend the fences of returning for this stint with WWE. You really think Steam Punk cares about mending fences? Uh, I mean, in a way, he kind of did with Kofi Kingston. So yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, some of some of his old friends he managed to talk with again. Yeah, uh, but. As far as like he has a chip on his shoulder, he wants to prove to himself, to the the elite, to the people, the WWE brass, to you know, really just the critics anywhere in the industry, fans alike, in social media, us that you know he still could do this shit, and you know what what happened in Jacksonville was an aberration, Mo- and, and, but I, I don't know, it's just. Why? We don't no, really don't getting, know, why, man. Why? Why, do you, why? why do you think CM Punk came back? So he can re- main event WrestleMania. Yeah, WrestleMania main event. Which he has, which he has now doubled the opportunity of doing since there is since they split into two nights. You, CM Punk can't complain about not main event WrestleMania if he re- if he mains events night one, he, which he possibly he, could with him and Seth Rollins. Yeah, him if they also win the Royal Rumble. Right, so uh, he can still get his WrestleMania. He can you still guys, get his WrestleMania main event. Are true? Are you guys are true sweethearts? <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Hey, you both, both I don't you know. Guys, I don't know what his true intentions have legitimate are. love of the industry, love of legacy answers, which neither one. Actually, you actually see Mac. You had money too, so that was yeah. One. He got he's but, in the bag. Come the on, money. He got a bigger bag. But yeah. but both of you are very much in the wrestling nostalgia stuff. As no, we're very much in the money aspect of it. Like it's the that's all it's about. Dollars and cents for him at the end. We, but we had we had two answers yesterday. Okay. Uh, last night on our show. And it was yeah. one of them was they want to stick it to AEW. That's why I can't. The whole reason he can't. Spite. Spite is one of the big. <laughs> can't spite put it above him. And sticking it to Tony Khan and sticking it to AEW and spite because of the way that he was dismissed out of that company. 
And my, that was a, a couple of the guys' answers. My answer was the fact that that guy is a egomaniac. Like I said, like like all wrestlers are to an extent. But he's a giant mark for himself. And he didn't come back for legacy. He didn't come back for... He came back to be like praised and showered and he came back for exactly what happened when he when the music hit and he walked out in chicago and survivor series that's what like at AEW too he did do it at AEW. that <laughs> when he walked out in rampage that was the biggest thing that ever happened in AEW history it was it was his return his first return was the biggest thing and again it, it was just huge. happened to be in chicago right it just yes, happened yes. in chicago yeah but no it's it, uh, it, it's interesting that you're like i don't think cm punk is the type of person that cares about mending a lot. He mean, he cares about mending some. I don't think he cares about mending a lot of things. Yeah, I don't. I, I think that, and I don't, and I, and here's the thing. If the last two years are any indication, his reg- wrestling legacy is over. We were just talking oh, about. Oh, yeah, he, he's we going to be a about, super part-timer, right? man. We were he's just talking about. That's schedule. They're going to have no, to do gonna, a part-time. He's only going to be doing the big matches. We're, I was going to say, we were talking about LeBron James just a second ago. And here's the thing. LeBron James can still do it. He can still put 38 up on the board. Yes. Those matches with, uh, like, the actual wrestling matches that he wrestled the in Shark AEW. matches were doo-doo. Oh, were I'm not horrible. They were bad <laughs> they matches. Were... Like, at first, you give him the benefit of the doubt. Like, hey, he's, he's been out of it. He's not that much in shape. You know what I mean? And then, out of, and then somewhere along the line, it was like, these are just going to be the CM Punk matches. Like, you know, these are just what they're going to be. And give him a microphone and let him work. Um... You know, I, I, Seth would run circles around CM Punk right now, at, right? And, he, he'll, and he'll do it at WrestleMania. That's great. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, it's, I, I, I love it, and I hate it all for the same reasons. And that's why we love wrestling. That's why we watch wrestling. This is exactly why we watch watch wrestling. Yeah, it, it is. It, it is, man. And and that's why I was saying, like, it's you can look. There's different perspectives you can look at it, but you can look at it from a like we all I think we like we can all agree that he's like it's money money is is part of the motivation in this you know for him does he need really? money I don't think he needs money I I think everybody needs money man get the bag man <laughs> Get the bag. Why do you think they he was complaining that first years ago about not getting the WrestleMania the main event? Because he wants the damn bag that comes with it. If it was about money, he would have worked in the seven years that he was off. Like if it was really about money, he he was out for seven years, from the first time he exited to the time he walked out on Rampage. It was seven years. He had plenty of opportunities to get money. There was no black. They didn't work. Ass knocked out a couple of times. That's what I'm saying. It didn't work. That's the problem. <laughs> so you guys might be right. You guys might be right. Might it didn't right. work. So he's he he's has in my, to go. He's, he's in my UFC video game. It does not go well. <laughs> yeah. Right. So I mean, but but all in all, though, to put a bow bow tie on this for now with Punk. Um, what is what do you think is the direction going forward with him between? What is his next going to be? His next move? Do you think is going to be immediately? Oh, I'm entering Royal Rumble or something. He shows up somewhere else. Like, how how do you think is between now and January? Should I say the Rumble? How do you think he is going to be booked? Uh, he's probably not going to be used sparingly. Um, I, don't he, I don't think he wrestles. He doesn't wrestle, but you're going to see. I don't him. think he I wrestles think between float, now and the end of the year. I think he's going to float like Randy Orton. Um, yeah, I don't think he wrestles. Raw and SmackDown for the time being until the Rumble and the road to WrestleMania begins. I yeah. I would hope he doesn't wrestle. 
I hope he doesn't enter the Royal Rumble. I, well, he's no, going to I mean, be in the Rumble. Man. I think the I'm, Rumble he's going to be in it. I, yeah. I hope not. Maybe interim interim number 30. Yeah, hope, he'll get a late number. Hope somebody, hope somebody clears out the whole ring before he gets I, it. I, I ain't going to lie, though. He, he looks in much better shape than he did at AEW. Oh, it he doesn't matter. Be, he's he's, he's going to be still, injury, he's he's still, injury prone. He's it's still, a whole thing. But he's still, he's what? What, 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 what did Triple H call him back in the day? Skinny fat? He looked yeah. a lot better. But I do, I definitely think that it, it you know. I, I, this is what I think is going to happen. I mean, long term here, we're going to talk about it. I think it's Roman Reigns versus Cody Rose WrestleMania headlining one of the nights. Yes. The other night, you could headline, if you work it right, you could headline Seth Rollins versus CM Punk. Like, you know, uh, WWE may not do that. And, you know, WWE, they like to headline a women's match one of those two nights. Um, but, but that's going to be the Mania match. How we get there, I'm not exactly sure. Yeah. How much. How much Punk wrestles before that, I'm not exactly sure. The other part of it is that there's going to have so much heat between Seth and uh, CM Punk yes. that they actually don't have to have a belt for that. No. So oh, yeah. I'm not, I'm yeah. not like, there's a good chance that Seth dumps that belt before WrestleMania and he yeah. just fights CM Punk as like the grudgiest of all grudge matches. That's fine. So. Yeah, no. I wonder how far, how long they're going to keep them apart until they are forced to interact with one another. See, okay, so that was the big question. That's a big question. That's a legitimate question about who knew what and when. We're never going to figure this out. But gentlemen, Mm -hmm. do you guys think that Seth Rollins knew before he walked out? Yeah, they all did. (laughs) I mean, pretty much everyone at the top knew. Michael Cole holding you back is that no? That it's it's a work. Yeah, and Michael (laughs) Cole knowing when the beat was going to drop. Yeah, <laughs> like mm-hmm. yeah. he was going to show up. Yeah, what's, just, that, now, what's that conversation like? Because you, so Triple H, somebody, I think it's Triple H. Let's assume it's Triple H. Uh huh. Calls Seth Rollins, and 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 what is what is that like? You would tell him, "Hey, look, man, we're we're bringing CM Punk back." Because because again, that the part of it that's not a work is they don't like each other. Yeah, that's true. But they're both professionals. Like, yes. what do you, yeah. like, is, what do you, what do you? I'm do pretty there? sure he laughed it off when he heard it. <laughs> you think? You know, you think this motherfucker, and then went on his way. Yeah. You think? Yes. Uh, he I'm probably. Sure he laughed I don't at know it. if it's trips that told him that he probably he probably, he probably didn't laugh. Like, man, you fucking kidding me, man? You kidding me? What? But then trips probably told him like, no, I'm serious, and I don't know. I mean, I, I would love to have been a fly on the wall for those conversations, right? Um, but I. I I just think that if it was if he didn't really truly know, I think the reaction would have been, I think it would have been a a, a different reaction. And there was cameras around; the cameras yeah. are right there. Um, so I, I just well, there's, think there's, it's there's cameras everywhere. It's a live show. It, Somebody's yeah. got a cell phone somewhere. They're, they're yeah, professional. yeah. Uh, but I think they're gonna use they're gonna have that footage in the stock somewhere, and they're yeah. just lining it up to to just I, use it whenever. But I think you're right about the one thing. Like when we talked about this. If it's Triple H who delivers the sensitive news to whoever the big people are that would have a problem with this, and we we don't exactly know who they are, we assume Seth Rollins could be one of them. Yeah, Triple H is the one person that can say, "Right, I legitimately hated him more than you. I yeah. fired the guy on his day, like on his wedding day, I fired the guy." And so, like, if I can get over it, you can get over it. I mean, do you hear him? You heard him in, uh, in the press conference. It looked like he was begrudgingly just explaining <laughs> that, you know, 
yep. uh, the whole the whole process. Like he was happy how the deal went, but like bringing him back, trying to say positive things about Phil <laughs> was definitely um hey. you know yeah. hey, comes along <laughs> comes <laughs> along with being the COO man. You know, yeah. unfortunately, he's, he's the guy. And I mean, it, it, again, it's the other thing about this is there was no Triple H type person that CM Punk had to deal with at AEW. No. And so if you're dealing with Tony Khan, who is not a wrestler, who was not one of the boys in the back, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Who didn't live it that way. I think there was an instant, I have no respect for this guy. Right? So yeah. I'm going to do whatever I want. Mm-hmm. And the only people that could try to ring him in were the Omegas and the Bucks, who are also, for what we know, was acting like jerks the whole time. Right? So it's yeah. like, there was just like this very, you know, chaotic no one has control no one respects tony um outside of him signing our checks right and so that's different in wwe because triple h is all of those things you know what i mean yeah and 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 you can't just blow them off and say you know just write my check because triple h will just be like oh, no that's not how we deal with things over here um so that might keep him in play for a little while. I still feel personally like, you know, we're sports guys. I lived through Terrell Owens. We've, we're living through James Harden. Yeah. We've lived through Kyrie Irving. Yeah. And what I mean by that is sooner or later, CM Punk's going to burn the place down from the inside. It's and something. And <laughs> but, so he, can, he can frustrate for a year. Hell, the Eagles made the Super Bowl. T.O. and Donovan yes. McNabb. He still yes. burnt the place down. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, but if I, I just think that if there is any a little whiff of any dumb shenanigans, though, he's getting like they, they yeah, see, they fire him. I think they, they that's, him it. that's it. That's yeah. it. Uh, you know, so yeah, yeah, he fucks up once, like that's it. Real. That's, that's it. He's he's done. He's done. There is no second chance. So, but I don't want to. Uh, before we get out here, I just want to do a couple of shout outs for a couple of matches that did happen. Shout out to the women's war games match. That was those ladies, Bailey, MVP of that match. You think so? Um, Bailey? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, man. Like Bailey she had awesome. she had to literally she kicked out so many so many finishers, a couple of finishers, especially that um was it the, the the moonsault from Charlotte on top of Cage, even though it was a bunch of people, but um she was constantly breaking up pins that every when everybody else was being pinned. She took a lot <laughs> of the damage for damage control, she took the brunt of the damage out yes. of the whole faction. And she took the pin in the end, like that's yeah. She took the pin, which was like really the crux yeah. of it. it. Really, it was funny because her Bailey and Damian Priest, you know, taking the fall, yeah, of their respective groups, and they're having tension there within as well. You know, it, it it does. You know, it just adds another layer to the story. You know, going forward, you know, and seeing whether there's a weak link or you know what happens, what happens next, because SmackDown's in Barclays this week. And okay. I'm, I'm interested to see what happens with damage control there because oh, man. Um, yeah. she they left her high and dry uh, yeah. after the loss. Yeah. So I'm 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 wondering are they going to pull the trigger there or going to keep holding it until later I think they on. slow burn it. I think they yeah. slow burn it a little bit more. I don't think they're going to really pull the trigger right there. I think there's going to be they're going to get a little bit more tension and then whatever the right time because we got to understand there is no PLE between now. In, in in war Humble. like we're yeah this is all built up smooth stuff. two months and so and which is actually a great thing for wwe that the fact that they had that amount of time to build up to rumble given how 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 everything is now with the company and 
literally every event is like a big giant event that they treat it as. And of course, and it being the Rumble, one of the you can make arguably with the popular, most popular, you know, PLE that the company has. I mean, I guess next to Wrestle, obviously next to WrestleMania, but um, it, it and it's a big and it kicks off the season of WrestleMania, WrestleMania season. So, I uh, th- them having this many time, this much time is great. That's why I don't think they they're gonna do the Bailey kick out thing real soon. But probably maybe a little bit after the New Year, maybe I don't know. Like it 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 depends depends how they want to go with that. Um, but also you know. Shotzi, Charlotte, Becky, um, Bianca, like they, hey, the baby faces pull it out, man. They pull, they pull it out in the end. I know, I know, Chris. We we talked about the last episode how normally the dynamics yeah. of this stuff how it goes. You know, whoever's the the team that has the momentum in the beginning, you know, is normally the they opposite. normally will lose. But right, right. Had both face teams win, which is it was a nice treat. I will say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was I was shocked. I was like when when. When when the women's face team won, I was like, "Hey, well, I guess both of them. You know, I guess there's a chance both of them because I, I I think it was already a given that you know Judgment Day was going to lose that that yeah. war games no, match. Absolutely. You know, with Randy, yeah, Randy, Randy Orton come come back, Randy yeah. which Orton looks game. ridiculous, like Jack. Yeah. Looks great. Looks great. He looks awesome. But I'm like, damn. Um, he really had a lot of time when he said, <laughs> "Yeah, know, man." I, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure they aren't going to test him anytime anymore. He's now on tenure, so you know he doesn't have yeah. to worry about that. But he 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 was definitely like he's definitely at petite, petite size or close to it uh, right now. <laughs> right, right, right. I, I, I did love the match though. I thought it was a good match. Uh, yeah. I look. I will say this. I am a happily married man i've been married for 10 years but i i, I say all that to preference this by saying like eoskai is just dropped in gorgeous yes, yes. So yes it's like yes. it's like i i try to watch the match at the same time because they're phenomenal people like doing great things and then like eoskai does something and i'm just like not only is she really talented i'm just like jeez her that's, trash can dive was <laughs> in, in, I, insane it's, insane. it's it's amazing what those with those phenomenal athletes can do and like you know i i they are extremely extremely top-notch talented wonderful wonderful wrestlers and yeah. yet like with that said you know bianca belair eos guard even charlotte flair they're all they're just phenomenal looking people so Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. They're 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 great, man. And and it's I want to be as respectful as possible. <laughs> of course, of I don't course. Get any trouble? Of course, of course, it's, man. It, it, it's it's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, and it's in the, the women's division, and and really on, on both Raw and SmackDown, especially you know Raw, the women's division. I and I know you know it's um it's pretty much Rhea Ripley almost in, or or bust you know with that. But I think we there is also the the inevitable collision between her and Becky. I guess some. In the future, you know. Um, so, what that's... was the cash? What was the cash in? Who was cashing in before uh, Randy came out? Uh, Rhea Damian. had the briefcase. Rhea had the Damian briefcase. Was, right. Damien was proud to cash yeah. in. Yeah, Damien was going to try. But it's interesting, though. Is is it? It was funny seeing Rhea carry run down. Yeah, I, was was like, <laughs> I, was, I was confused for a second. Yeah, I was like, wait. She's running down like I hope she doesn't decide. Like I'm just gonna say I'm the leader, and I'm. Gonna... I don't know if that's even. Possible, I, 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 but... thought, I thought the, the, just the whole the whole concept of cashing in mid war games was pretty crazy. 
Right. I didn't think it was going to do. I thought about it, but I was like, would they do that? How would they like? I didn't, I didn't know what they were doing. I didn't know how they were going to do it. Right. 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 But it was a great red herring, though, you know, for the fake out for the people that didn't think Randy was going to show. And that was another thing they was doing a lot, too, during the show that they kind of that fake out. Well, Randy isn't here yet. And, you know, he, he doesn't show up in the beginning where, you know, everybody comes out and, you know, and I bet you a lot of people probably thought that when. There was a that little break before Rhea came out with the briefcase that I wonder if people with Punk was wondering if he was going to just pop up. But I'm glad that didn't happen. But it, it, it's they just overall that event that they, they left a lot of people asking a lot of questions, you know, mid match uh, with that stuff. But the, the, the surprises, though, man, they they knocked it out the park, though. Um you know, with the with the men's war game match and how they got Randy into there. And of course, the first person he beats up is Dominic Mysterio, which is the perfect person, you know, to to get and he got his whippings from everybody, all the faces in that match too. So everybody played played a pretty good part in in, in the men's war game match. But JD um, got his shit snapped up too yeah, from the top. Yeah, yeah, that was a crazy spot, man. That's and how Randy times that. That's <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't know if they nailed it though. They no, looked, no. He, he, he looked like he hit the ground, and I thought he legit broke his neck at the end. Yeah, I thought he <laughs> was, I thought he hit the ground. I don't think he nailed it. Nailed it. It, it wasn't flush. It There's gonna be a flush. good one. He's gonna hit Rio with one that I think is gonna be really impressive. You know, Rhea getting the RKO reminds me. Like, I know the pop for that is going to be crazy. It reminds me when that first time that Austin stunned China in No Way right. Out '98, and that was, and which was a big deal because nobody was was overpowering and doing stuff like that to China. You know, but before that, you know, not not from any guy, <laughs> not from any man. <laughs> she was too busy beating up all the dudes right you know and, and Rhea and Rhea's built in that mold like yes like for us that are old enough to remember Rhea is now getting in that like China level of like you just do not want to mess with Rhea Ripley guy right. or male or yeah. you know you just don't want to do it yeah so somebody it's it, it, it's definitely going to be the Viper I think that that puts an RKO on her Oh, yeah, man. I feel, but I feel like it, it, Orton's case, and, and now you know, in this day and age, he has to be physically provoked in order for that to happen. You know, oh, especially yeah. if he's going to be the baby oh, yeah. face, so yeah, he's yeah. going to have to do something. Oh, it's going to get the hugest reaction. It's going to get an yeah. amazing pop when he does it. Yes, definitely, 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 fellas, they cheats. We don't want to hold you up, man. We know you're a busy person and stuff <laughs> like that, man. Uh, with a lot going on. Um, but before we get off of here, man, please, by all means, man, let everybody know about, you know, the black baseball mixtape, man. Yeah, no, I'm excited, man. It's been a great, uh, it's going on. This is our first, this last baseball season was our first full season, um, started about the all-star break the season before that. So it's been a great season and a half. Um, and it, and it really is a, a special kind of platform and podcast we highlight, uh, black baseball players at every level, um, from youth league to high school to, to to college to minor leagues to the major leagues, and the podcast talks about it has a unique perspective talking to coaches, you know, MLB uh, executives, GMs. We we talk to just about everybody about the unique place we're in with baseball uh, in 2023, which is, uh, you know. It's a, it's a challenge. It's a challenge when, especially when you're talking about Black American players, 
um, mm-hmm. getting into the system, getting exposure, doing all the things to be able to play at the, the high and elite levels, um, getting, you know, coaches, getting professionals, getting people working around the game, even to, to our, our platform itself, getting media to cover uh, baseball from a, from a perspective that appeals to black and brown people. So it, it's, it's, and it, it's a labor of love. It's been exciting for the last uh, year and a half or so. Uh, but it is the Black Baseball Mixtape podcast on every platform. And then you can find us on Instagram. Um, that's kind of the main social media platform. There's some stuff that does happen on Twitter as well. But it's Black Baseball Mixtape on everything. I'm excited about that. Uh, definitely excited about Wrestling Chat with Friends. That's every Tuesday and Thursday. We do a lot of what we did just today. <laughs> I'm talking yes, about uh, uh, wrestling. And, and obviously, we always appreciate you guys' contributions to to that show as well. Um, and it's all in the family, man, the Family Podcast Network. We really appreciate it. Yes, sir, man, definitely. And and I, I got to tell you this, and I'll, I'll never stop saying this. I am so jealous that you got to meet Ken Griffey Jr., man. I, I did. So, I did. We're, about to like, get, we're about to get on a plane again. Um, so, so I missed out. I will tell you this. I missed oh. out. I got invited to go to Dubai last week. What? Thank you break. To do the Baseball United, which is the first professional baseball league in the Middle East uh, in South Asia. They invited us to go out to Dubai. I did not go. My my uh, BBM partner, Flobo, went out there. Mm-hmm. So he spent the week in Dubai, Thanksgiving week, just got back. But I am boarding a plane next week, and I'm going to the Bahamas for major league baseball and they're doing a home run derby out there in the in the caribbean so oh, uh, that should be a, that should be a fun one as well so That's he fire, got to go man. to dubai i'm going to the bahamas and then we're all getting ready for wow. you know where where spring training lands and what these free agents are going to do and how you know how we can keep the game more exciting for our for our people so i'm excited about it it's a, it's a really really um interesting like subject um, yeah. It's a real, it's a That's real dope. subject study for folks that like baseball, and there's just so many. Like we were talking about wrestling, there's so many dynamics that play into mm-hmm. why there's been a steady 25 year decline um, in Black American players in Major League Baseball. Like these are not accidents; these things happen. And mm-hmm. what do we? What can we do? Who's trying to mm-hmm. improve it? Reverse course, like what to do with it? It's you know it's almost like a thesis you know doctoral yeah experiment over the you know trying to figure out what happened over the last thirty years and and it's a lot but we're we're doing we're playing our we're playing our part our little part to uh you know introduce the you know a larger audience to the game of baseball in the way that we know it today and, and it's an exciting time that no listen man it, that's it's, fire man as a person that. You know, as a kid growing up, you know, I never was, you know, I wasn't really gifted with, you know, basketball skills or football skills. Heck, even hockey, even though I love hockey, baseball was really the one thing that I always felt was, you know, I had a closer connection to sports wise and ability wise, too. And, you know, and it's something that, you know, as a kid, you know, the players that I looked up to. You know, I looked up to, you know, uh, Griffey. Griffey was the first guy. Like, Griffey was the the guy that he, baseball looked so cool, and the guy wore my favorite number. And, 
you know, 24 and, and like right off of the bat, like, and he was what this guy's wearing 24, my number. And he's like, awesome. Hitting all these, like as a kid, that was, that was so cool to me. He just had that cool at, aura around him, you know? And then, you know, then also me being the biased Yankees fan, you know, and then Jeter, you know, fan of Jeter. And, and it, it's the, you know, the, a lot of black baseball players is, there, there's definitely need a lot more of those. I, you know, I wish I saw more of those now, even compared to when I was a kid. You know, you, when we had the Bonds and the Bobby Benias, the Tony Gwens, you know, uh, the Mo Vaughns out there, you know, uh, Cecil Fielder, you know, these guys, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, these, he, these are land, these are names that I mean, Bo Jackson, Frank Thomas, I could go on and on, like. There was so many yeah, players, sure. Albert Bell, so many players. So, there, so there's mid nineties, yeah. There's mid nineties to the end of that decade is the era that you're talking about, and that's probably the last glory days of what you're talking about. You're talking about Griffey Bonds, yeah. Uh, you know, you said Frank Thomas, Fred McGriff, yeah. So those are the those are the la- like those are the players that the last kind of folks really could embrace a a lar- a scope of players like yeah like a scope of black players that were in you know big scenarios and big games we could you know the 90s was probably that last like we could relate then as you mentioned you know then you started getting a like really just like one-offs and most of the one was Derek Jeter yeah. Right. So yeah. Jeter had to carry that torch almost single handedly. Yeah. For for black black players. And and the interesting thing, and we talk about this all the time, Jeter wasn't that guy. No. Like he he's a great player, <laughs> he's a great human being. Yeah. But Jeter it was was as much Michael Jordan or Tiger Woods, like, don't bring this up to me. Right. Um and so it, it, it's you know, you we we had like an era where you know, we really didn't have a guy. Like, and meanwhile, basketball's getting hip hop. They're getting Iverson. They're getting yeah. all. You know, they're getting these folks that were just like you could not deny their connection to our culture. Right. And sure. baseball was getting like, you know, Switch. less black, less culture. And then yes. like our standard bearer, no four of his own. Jeter. Well, you know, Jeter yeah. does more now. Right, it's, it's so awesome. It's it's very interesting to talk about, and he and he still doesn't like to talk about. It. He will talk about it, but he doesn't yeah. like to talk about it, and that's the difference. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, he he's just like, hey man, I grew up in Kalamazoo, Michigan. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to play ball. Like, I was yeah. usually the only black guy there, and I wasn't trying to have race conversations, you know? Right, right. And so, uh, but yeah, it's 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 it, a it's a phenomenal. I I do think uh, to end on a positive note, I think we're in a really exciting time in the game. Mm-hmm. Um and not just with with what the mission of the mixtape is, but um the game's just more exciting. This this last year of baseball, I had more conversations. I talked to more people that I've never talked to about before in life that were like excited about what was happening on a baseball field. And I think we need that times a million and, and in different levels. But the, there was some real excitement during this this baseball season about you know things happening on the field and you know and, and that was that that is encouraging because you know when they start getting segments on TV mm-hmm. um, 
you know, when they start getting conversations back back in the barbershops, then you got something. Then you got somebody that's really going to stop and kind of check out who this Ronald Acuna is or, you know what I mean, what who this Aaron Judge is or who, right. you know, what the, you know who is this Shohei Otani? What's he doing? And when you start getting him in that way, you're you're going to start to see some things. So I, I'm excited. I'm I'm optimistic. I think the game's getting younger. It's getting better. It's getting more exciting. They're allowing, um, they're allowing personalities to show. Guys like Ella Dela Cruz, you know, named a bunch of Dominicans, but still. <laughs> <laughs> but but you know, you're you're just starting to see a little bit about where the NBA was. Uh, you're starting to see this groundswell of where the NBA was during those kind of years of trying to figure themselves out at the end of Jordan, right? Like the first time, not the Wizards Jordan, but the end of the the Bulls Jordan. What was that? Like ninety nine. Yep. Yep. And they're so they're trying to figure out what what the league's gonna look like, right? And it really took a really kind of I think an interesting turn to the Iversons and the Marburys of the world. Um, you know, David Stern and Albert Adam Silver may not have loved that, but it it you you got culture. You got you know Shaq rapping with Fushnikins, right? We're, we're, we're starting to see <laughs> right. some of we're starting to see some of that in baseball. You're starting to see a Jazz Chisholm, you know, wearing tons of chains and yes. Lawrence Butler's like so. It's it, I'm excited. I'm excited about where the game's going. Awesome man, awesome. Um, once again, bro, uh, we we really can't thank you enough for for joining us on this That's episode fun. man like i said we yeah, no better person it, that we could have thought to have our the, the actual first guest than than you man um so definitely appreciate you hopping on here with us man and 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 then doing this because we always enjoy doing it on your on your show with rest and chat with friends for sure man all but, right um, man we'll, we'll see you back on yes sir yes sir thanks so, guys uh, yeah anytime man anytime so um uh, so once again uh Thank you for everybody that's, uh, you know, listened to our podcast, you know, the whole time. You could always find us on all major streaming platforms, Google, Apple, uh, Spotify. Uh, you can find us on the Family Podcast Network, thefamilypn.com. Like I said, you know, uh, Man Cheats, he's the person, one of the people that's, you know, started that that podcast network. And like I said, he mentioned a couple of his podcast out there uh like i said there is there is we there's a little mix for everybody on there whatever your niche right. is whatever it is your vice is there's a show that we got there on the family podcast network right there hey, for hey, you hey before before we sign off man i just want to know that for for cheats man he he is richmond royalty he is like straight up man and again like like what you said like you will find him anywhere and everywhere when there is an event going down he's around and he he's good he's good people's so like he helped show me the way you know he he got my um got my feet on um got my feet wet when i was there just trying to do some media work you know and just learn the ropes and he put put point help point me in the right directions and i couldn't thank him enough so yes, yes sir. shout out to him man yes sir well it, it's it's cold it is cold uh time of the year so y'all stay bundled up y'all stay warm yes. thank you once again no words ball podcast my man chris mack and atl this is your host mo we was joined by my man cheats mark cheetah man uh once again shout out to him everybody and also with wrestling chat with friends i want to do a special shout out to a couple of people that i know i haven't heard from in a while ty shout out to you and megan 
I, hey, shout out to you, girl. We ain't forget about. I ain't forget about y'all. So y'all take care if y'all <laughs> listening. So uh, have a good evening. Until next time, stay warm out there. <laughs>